Hello, this is Terry. Terry, it's Joey Jungola. What's up, Joey? How are you doing, my friend? Good. How are you doing, sir? Thank you for taking the time. Really, really mean that. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jungola. Let's get into it. I do. I listen. I, 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 I don't follow him near as much, but on I listened to a podcast with him and Hanley uh, recently, and it got my attention where enough where I should pay attention. So you think I should pay attention to him some? Absolutely, Terry. And that was my good buddy Terry Greer of Strive Insurance talking about Marcus Sheridan, the sales line, my slightly good friend Marcus Sheridan, um, and if he should follow him more. And I'm going to ask you, who do you listen to? about things that you think might be important for your agency. And I've said this before, I'll say it again, I basically ran around Elevate the entire time because Marcus was there um, telling everybody, if you do one thing and one thing only at this conference, you must, absolutely must listen to Marcus talk. Because in all of my years of listening to a bunch of people tell me how to do this stuff online and how to get results, basically him, and, and as a result, because Ryan Hanley is also a follower of Marcus as well, um, you know, Ryan and some of the other people that I know within the industry are the only ones that actually got the results, right? Like basically Marcus is the dude that the most practical, it works, most of what I say, I say I've stolen from him um, kind of thing, just slightly applied it to insurance simply because it's not rocket science. It works, just nobody does it. And it does confuse me, like somebody like Terry you know, who pays attention to all this stuff, it still like seems like Marcus kind of sits at the fringes of that. And for anybody uh, who wants that opportunity, wasn't at Elevate, uh, and if you're within driving distance of Columbus, Ohio, on October 19th, I believe, October 19th, uh, Ohio, the Ohio Insurance Agent Association, OIA, my good friend Becky Taylor, the marketing manager over there, is putting on a conference in downtown Columbus, and Marcus will be there. So if you are within driving distance, uh, I don't know if they let people outside of Ohio in. I guess I don't know, but whatever. Um, if you are in Ohio, you're listening to this, uh, you should definitely be there because that alone is worth the price of admission um, to get a chance to hear him speak live. Uh, will make you understand this stuff like you never thought possible. But the, I guess the point is, is you know, Terry's asking me this, we were mentioning, I just, you know, I kind of assume like these things, like you know about these things, right? I would just assume if you're listening to this podcast, you have to know who Marcus Sheridan is. I guess that's maybe a stupid assumption on my part. Maybe not. Um, but I just want to ask the question, who are you listening to, right? Who is in your head outside of this podcast, obviously? Who are you listening to for your advice? And what are you trying? Are you trying at all? Because again, I went through like a two, three year period where I was just, I was dating people left and right. I was taking anybody's marketing information and it, it got a little sloppy, right? It got a little out of control and I just wasn't, I just, I wasn't quite sure who I was or what I was doing. I'm, in all seriousness though, after, you know, experimenting with a lot of different strategies, you know, like I said, the one that I still implement and pretty much stick to today is a lot of what Marcus talks about. And you can find him at the saleslion.com, big HubSpot user, might have something to do with it. I don't know. But um, again, known Marcus for, for a couple of years and, and, and it's, you know, it's worked out, right? So I can't say enough about that. And the thing is, is I think it's because it's so simple and we sometimes overlook or we devalue, and I, I don't quite get this, but we devalue the power of search. 
going back to the SEO, that's, I'm taking great notes, by the way. There's so much of the insurions and the other people and the way Google has, it's like halfway down the page before you even see an organic search, you know, and it seems like it's only going to get worse. That That's what makes me nervous about the search game because it's always changing. And just like you see, when you said like the social side is you always got to be priming the pump, but I think the same is true in the SEO because you've always got to be mining the store or you get left behind if you're not keeping everything relevant, fresh, and playing by Google's current rules. Terry, I'm so glad we had this conversation because I'm ex- I love talking about this specific part of marketing more than anything, right? And you say, you know, uh, I call social media the hamster wheel of death, right? It's just the thing that you constantly have to do. It is the thing that you keep feeding and feeding. And it's like the devil in some capacity. You keep feeding it and feeding it. It's always hungry. It wants more. It's just an ungrateful, soul-sucking thing in your life. And it just, it always wants more, right? It's never happy. And the shelf life of your social media activities is just, it's just depressing, right? Like that's just personally me, right? Personally, personally me. Uh, search in my experience, again, once you get something to stick there, especially with insurance, because there's not a lot of people doing it. There's, I prompt, there's not a lot of people doing it. Please hear me on that. Not a lot of people, hundred percent, like not a lot. So once you get up there, once something sticks, it's going to be there for a while. I mean, I've got articles that have been ranking number one for years. I've said this on the podcast, but again, much one thing I also have to remember is that uh, while I assume that you all know who Marcus Sheridan is, I also I feel like if I've said something once or twice, like you've probably all heard it, but that's maybe egotistical of me, probably very much so. So I'll say it again. Um, years, right? Years, things have, have just stayed there and continued to drive traffic. And the more things that you get to stay up there, the more traffic that just kind of comes and comes and comes. And until somebody, the only time you're going to be dethroned or, you know, have to continue with the mining process, much like Terry was saying, or you're going to get left behind. The only time is if somebody can come in and create a better, more relevant, more detailed piece of content that answers somebody's question better than what you have already done. That's the only time Google will dethrone you, right? Is if somebody comes along and does that. And again, in my experience, you know, with some of the stuff that I have done for health insurance, I mean, if somebody's going to write a 1500 word post with a video detailing specific, you know, plans in Ohio, good luck, right? Like if they do, then I will go ahead and come back and we'll just keep playing a little game, right? If you put in the effort, it's going to stay there a long time, right? So you're going to, and this is, I got into a, I got into it a little bit with, this goes way back, um, maybe a year or two ago, I got into it with an agent saying that they have better things to do with their time than create content or I I don't have the time um, to create content, right? It's not worth it, right? And okay, maybe, maybe if you're successful, maybe if you've got a process, maybe you can have somebody do it for you. That's great. Um, Or even if you are successful, it doesn't. So here's the, here's what I will say. And this is always my counter to the, you know, the, I don't have time to create content or is it really that effective, right? Please tell me what I kind of got to say is, is that I, I just want you to ask yourself this question. I'm a little fired up. I'm going to try and calm myself down. Ask yourself this question. What, what else could you spend? And, and it's probably not going to be this efficient when you start off because you're going to, you know, it'll take time to get more efficient. But again, you know, back to the, back to Terry's, back to Terry's concern of, you know, getting passed up, right. Of, of things just falling out of favor with Google. What, what can you spend, you know, in my case, you know, you know, an hour or two, you know, to, to write the post, 
um, you know, an hour to maybe film the, well, it's like 20 minutes to film the video, maybe another hour or two to edit it down. And then, you know, maybe another half hour to, to wrap everything up and get it posted. You know, I always looked at it as about a half a day's work, right. From start to finish. Um, you know, I, I can bang out a, a blog post and a video, uh, you know, in basically four hours and have it up. What, what, what activity, what prospecting activity can you do in your business that's four hours worth of work and will produce years worth of results? Say it again. What can you do that's four hours worth of work and produce years worth of results? Hundreds of leads, you know, tons of customers. Now, obviously not every piece of content you create is going to do that. You will have your, your home runs and then you'll definitely have your misses. Not everything is going to work, but it, it only takes a very small number of posts to, to make that happen. Right. It only, you know, it might only be five or 10 posts that drive a majority of your traffic and that's okay because the rest of it fills it in. And that is, that's the reality of, of kind of the search game, right. Versus the social game, social, obviously if you spend, you know, an hour thinking of something clever, putting a video together for social media, it's got a shelf life of about a day, you know, depending. Now, if it's, if it's something you're going to promote and advertise on Facebook with, then you're going to get a little more leg, leg work out of it, but you're also paying, which isn't all that expensive. But again, if you just put it up there organically, um, you know, it's, it's maybe a 24 to 48 hour window and people aren't going to come back to it, right? It's not searchable really. Um, it's just, it's just the flavor of the day, right? That's all that that has served. And we went into this, I can't remember what the episode title was, but we went into kind of like a YouTube versus Facebook video strategy in a previous episode. Um, and it's that, it's that kind of philosophy. I'm not saying it's good or bad again. I mean, it's just different, but I just don't want, it seems like some people are, are, are quick to discount the search. Now, really it's not so much what you do in search, but it's what you do once you actually get them to your website. Uh, call to action. So when I'm putting the call to action button at the bottom, like, Hey, if you want to quote or whatever, uh, but then there's always like the fallback uh, call to action of like, well, join my newsletter or do something silly like that. It's, it, it, you know, and then it's the whole, the having multiple call to actions, you confuse the, uh, the reader, so to speak. So I've looked at some of your content, you know, and, and you, you follow a similar format all the time, right? So, uh, you know, picture at the top video down at the bottom words, that sort of thing. Uh, talk, talk to me about call to action. How long is this podcast again, Terry? I don't know. I mean, I can, I can really get going here. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I don't know, somehow contain myself. Uh, we're about a little more than halfway. We could be halfway through the show, but we'll see what we do here. All right. I, so yes, I love me some good old down dirty, just really getting into a call to action talk CTA as the cool kids say. Um, and this is, this is probably one of the biggest marketing offenses I see agents make because, again, search or no search or social media or no social media, it's like, hey, you've put in all this effort into creating this thing, right? You've spent whatever that time is, and you just get them to the end and you just leave them hanging. It's just say, like, hey, no goodnight kiss, no nothing. It's like, hey, let's seal this thing. Let's seal the deal here, and let's tell them what to do. Let's not, you know, let's not, let's not tippy-toe around it, right? Let's just, hey... Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to just tell you kind of how I feel about you and we need to, we need to kind of move this thing forward. Right. 
that's what you should be doing. And so, uh, so Terry's like, yes, it's funny listening to Terry describe. He's like, yeah, I've got a, I've got an image. I've got a video. I've got words. And then I've got my calls to action. I love that. I love that summary of, of my formula, my format to hear Terry kind of describe it to me, but yes. Right. So there is a, that's a, that's my formula, right? I can, I can break it down real quick. I don't know if I want to waste uh, real quick. Right. So the theory behind the, what I do, right. Big image, the thumbnail that I use for the video is the main image for my blog post, right? Why do I do that? Why do I have my dopey face with making some stupid expression as the, the main image for my picture or for my blog post? Well, because as we all like to say, insurance is a face-to-face business. And guess what? I want them to know that they're doing business with a real human being. I want them to make that connection. I want them to build that relationship with me while I'm not there, right? And putting my face in front of them more times than not, as weird as it is, uh, I think helps to do that, right? Just again, boom, there's Joey. Boom, there's Joey. What an idiot. There's Joey. Uh, okay. Uh, from there, obviously lead into the the article, first opening paragraphs, uh, and then boom, drop the video down. So after they've got done reading the opening, if they say, oh, wait, I actually want to watch this video, it's not too far down the post where they can actually jump into the video and take that route if they prefer. This is somebody that has obviously made it to the site. Continue with the detailed post, which is basically the script for the video. And then, you know, again, selling them all the way down. And then from there, I'm out of breath. That's how excited I am. Um, then from there, into the call to action, right? Start to finish, that's the psychology of it. And the call to action, again, I've said this, it feels like I've been saying this quite a bit on the show. I've toyed with a few. I've followed some of HubSpot's best practices, uh, what they, you know, use. And, um, you know, I would, you know, almost copy some of their, their, not necessarily, you know, I would follow their design patterns and, you know, where they would place things and the words that they would use and things like that. And, um, and I mimicked that for probably two to three years. Most of it was, Hey, download this free ebook. Hey, uh, get access to this free video course, uh, kind of fair. And at that point, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I'm not fully prepared, but, uh, you know, th- that call to action converted at like a 0.65% rate, right? It was, wasn't even a full percent. Uh, based on those years of it, you know, using using those types of calls to action. And then one one day I was surfing on the, the internet and I was stuck in one of those, you know, 15 shocking photos you won't believe sort of deals, like where you just kind of, you question, you know, what type of person you are for spending this amount of time continuing to find that the right next button, not to click on the spam thing that might, you know, blow your computer up. That thing, like I was saying, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? It's just, it's degrading and I'm, I'm lowering my self-esteem in the process. And I was like, well, wait a second, this is powerful, right? It just says next, right? I want to, I want to do what's next. And so that's when I, as a call to action, found that the words next step are very powerful. It's like, then I said, well, yeah, it's obviously makes sense. Like somebody's in the mix of, in the thick of this thing. They want to get this done. They want to get it taken care of. They really don't want you to give them a homework assignment. I mean, they want you to educate them. They want you to you know, demonstrate your expertise, but they don't want a homework assignment. They don't want to download a book. Like they don't want an insurance book report. And Marcus Sheridan might disagree with me on this, but, um, you know, they want to be done. They want to be done having to deal with their insurance. That's where you come in. That's your job. Who can do it the most effectively and efficiently to get them from point A to point B to gain the trust along the way and have them enjoy it as much as possible. That's the goal. That's the call to action, right? That's the psychology behind That's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm thinking. So anyway, so backing this up. So the reason that this... I found it just overnight, almost instantly, like like the, like literally the day that I changed it, 
all these leads were coming in. It's like, oh my God, what, like what has happened? Like, this is weird. And I mean, like, it was like, I swear it was like 10 or 15 leads just in that like six hour time period from when I changed it one night, I was putting my daughter to bed. I was like, well, this is insane. And it was just from making that small, simple tweak. Next step, find out how to pick the right plan. And it was just to the same video course. It wasn't anything different. Just a big, you know, orange button that matches the colors of my site, but it was just, hey, here's what you should do next. And that has now since over the last three years, two years, three years, I can't remember, uh, gone on to convert at like a five or a 6% versus a 0.5 or 0.6% conversion rate. So, I mean, then again, these stats, you know, this is what I, this, this is the kind of the ability that HubSpot gives you to track some of these things. So, you know, which calls to actions perform better, which locations, all that fancy stuff. But again, Terry asked me to talk about calls to action and I told you I can freak out about it. Uh, so it's, it's something that should not be wasted, right? Just, it doesn't have to be next step. I just ask you to think about the line of business that you're selling, who you're trying to sell it to, what is the motivation behind it? And what do they ultimately want to do next? Because they're listening to you, you have their attention and it should not be wasted. If you do waste it, then everything, all of that work that has led you to this point will eventually kind of be for nothing. All right, so uh, last week took the uh, the family, the kids, uh, for a little one night, uh, just kind of getaway uh, to like an amusement park a couple hours from our house. And, um, and on the way there, I don't know if you've ever done this. I just have to ask. Have you ever, like, all of a sudden you've just been driving on the highway and then, like, you get into a certain part where you're thinking, this got really unsafe really quickly. Like, I'm not sure what's happening right now, but it kind of feels like somebody somewhere has designed, like, a subtle population control mechanism that they're not telling anybody about. It's like, hey, we got too many people here, and uh, here, good luck, right? It's just like, it's like missing the dude. Like, you feel you should drive by a sign where a guy's just kind of, like, rolling some dice and saying, see you on the other side. Hope you make it. And I'm just curious, like, cause you feel, I blame Pennsylvania cause I was in Pennsylvania and you know, around Pittsburgh, there's just not many good things around Pittsburgh, just, you know, Steelers country. There's not much, you know, I, I blame that mostly. I find that happening a lot in PA around the Pittsburgh area, just because they're, you know, just for, for those kind of reasons. But I was curious, have you ever, have you ever driven down that highway and thought, you know what, this probably isn't worth it. Is there another way that I can go? Like, should there be warning signs? I really don't want to die right now. Because um, I've, I've definitely, it just, it feels like unnecessary, right? All of a sudden there's like cement walls on both sides of you. There's a giant cliff that could just possibly ha I don't know, right? Anyways, let me know. Am I just being paranoid? Am I just a, a wussy driver? Let me know, joygirlprogram.com. However, if you want to not fear for your safety, uh, I will say Girl App 2017 still happening, still a thing. Uh, we are wrapping things up down to the few final slots. Uh, gonna be rolling things out to a couple more insurance groups as i mentioned it's maybe last episode or two so uh spots are going to uh, probably wrap up here in the next probably i would definitely say in the next couple weeks so if you were um thinking about coming obviously now would be a good chance to uh make that happen growlab2017.com uh, we have released the agenda to our mastermind community uh that should be forthcoming to everybody here uh, the next day or two, I think, if Jason and I can agree on a few things, but for the most part, it is set. And if you check to growlab2017.com, it should be there for you shortly. 